Dun 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 ha hey here we are the Ed and Tom Show presents the Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Week Four Recap Brought to you by Brent Alexander, the bee lover, the one who chases and never catches. What is up, FIB? How you doing uh, this week? Everything's going well, hopefully. Uh, you, I know it's going to disappoint you not to have Tommy joining me here in the studio, but as you know, somebody's got to be employed in this couple. And so if somebody's got to work while one of us stays home and plays with themselves in the living room during COVID, I will let it be me while he goes out and works. So hopefully everything's going great. Uh, if you were unable to join us today, we had our uh, live podcast broadcast with uh, the the hosts over there, ESPN at the Fantasy Football uh, Podcast. It's a if you haven't heard of it, it's a small little joint over there on ESPN that they've they've put together an ensemble of professionals. I mean, they got actors, writers, uh, some people who used to be executives in the NFL trying to emulate and copy what we do here on the Ed and Tom show for you guys. So, you know, by all means, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So we appreciate those guys uh, and everything that they do over there. But like we said last week, they were putting that show on for us. So uh, if you were able to make it uh, great, if not, uh, I mean, I'll just tell you, it was they, they reached out earlier in the week and asked if they could open it up to some other folks. And, you know, by all means, we're not just greedy here. So we said, yeah, by all means, open it up. So they did, and, and it had some other folks in there. Um, and I'm, I'm glad they did because, it's, um, you know, they, they finally talked about some other things. I mean, the first 45 minutes was just dedicated to talking about the FIB and uh, the great things that we have going here and, and really kind of thanked us for uh, inspiring them to do the job that they do over there at ESPN um, and really, I mean, they said it, I, I feel bad saying this, but they, they said these words that, um, we are the reason that fantasy football podcasting is being uh, accepted across the world the way that it is. And I just thought that that was an honor. Uh, it was very humbling and I just, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with them. Right. I, I don't think that, uh, we necessarily are the ones that brought, podcasting of fantasy football facts to the people and, and to the nation to the world uh but others that are are also paid professionals right that have been acknowledged by institutions uh said this uh, on their podcast so take it for what it is it was great thank you uh stefania and uh, uh matthew berry uh, daniel dopp and and of course uh, uh field yates for for having us there so <clears throat> enough about that uh, i just needed contractually obligated to talk about them for three minutes so hopefully we got through that no more time shit okay uh well we'll figure it out later uh hold on one second i want to figure out one dealio here with my my broadcasting production suite no uh okay so there'll be a little bit more about that probably a paid read or whatever but i want to get into talking about the fib proper uh, as we have now put week four into the books and behind us, uh, kind of sad thinking that a quarter of the season and uh, 12 injuries in, uh, well, that's just Dale's team, 12 injuries into the season here, a quarter of the way, and, uh, and some patterns are starting to emerge. One of those being uh, 
Tom with some scoring prowess. Uh, anybody who touches Dale's team is destined to be injured and have their fantasy season over. And Chano continues to set the lowest bar possible in a competitive event. I think that is the highlights. If I was going to lay forward an agenda. Uh, the other thing I would tell you is that another pattern that emerged is as I wrote down my notes, the teams that won tended to be written down on the right-hand side of my page. So just another one of those things, if you're looking for patterns, I know Tom likes uh, those those big ones about, you know, like if you got to have 100 points if you're going to win. Um, so just wanted to point out some of those patterns kind of help you guys throughout this season as we get going. Uh, but let me uh, pull up here some, some quick recaps, and I'm going to talk about some games that took place over this last week. And uh, just... From a football perspective, <clears throat> this is kind of the way that I've, I've been thinking this through here, is up until last week, we've kind of just gotten through our preseason jitters, whether it's for the players getting back into the speed of the game, whether it's the muscles getting past conditioning and getting used to taking the impact of the players, whether it's just the nerves of playing back on the world's guard, uh, grandest stage and having that back under control and then just being able to get into the routine of the game. Whatever it is, I consider the preseason now over along with a couple of other things. One, so that's, that's players, teams. I think we're going to start to see those normalize and some of those normal patterns come back into play. Uh, guys who have always been good <clears throat> or who are perennially Good players are going to come back to the the mean, as you would say. Uh, some of those that uh, have got off to a hot start may regress a bit. Uh, and then we're going to just kind of find that middle ground, right? One of the things that people look at is those colors and numbers. You know, when it's my team's matchup, who they're going up against. Um, it's tough to judge that out of the you know the first couple games, right? Because the team has a great game, and then all of a sudden the the points are skewed in their favor. Take for example, like the the Colts defense is the number one scoring defense in our in our league. So it takes a little bit of time for those things to come back to the median, and uh, yeah. So I think that with the teams, the first four weeks, those are going to get back to norm. We're going to see some of those normal people come back. And then, uh, so that's one side of it. Two, I think we're going to also see uh, the COVID continue to rear its ugly head and the the changes that are going to go with that. So as we kind of see these, these patterns emerge, we're going to get back to what football is going to be for the season. Now, we've gotten a lot of soft tissue injuries. We've had some... But when it came, and we've had a lot of injuries uh, out of the, the New York franchises and anybody who has played up against them, 49ers, thank you for taking two back-to-back games uh, on the chin. NFC West, you're the best. <clears throat> but I digress. So I think we're going to start seeing things get back to normal there. I also think that you're going to start seeing uh, some more numbers in there, so those stats that you're going to be able to compare and uh, compare and contrast against on the website are going to look a little bit more uh, normal and make a little bit more sense. Uh, but we're, we're starting to see people emerge as true studs and, and, and duds. 
So one of those that I want to highlight now in this moment is Tom. Tom has been a fantasy stud up to this point. He has uh, pulled out minus the the starting week where he, he lost a tough one to your previous champion, me. Uh, Tom has, has, uh, has really come out of the gates here showing some, like he actually knows what he's talking about. Right. And he's been sitting at home playing with models and and pirate ships and Legos and whatnot. And he's been doing well, but let's see how he pulls this back together as his season progresses. Right. There's things in his real life. They're going to take off, uh, that are going to make him not have quite as much, uh, ability to focus on football and we'll see how this plays out for him going forward Tommy I hope you're able to keep your head in there because I think that like those players are going to come back to me and I think you're going to see Odell Beckham Jr. make more of those games he may not have another game like that but I think that you're going to see him used more uh, I think you're going to see uh, players like Mark Ingram start to have some success somewhere again uh, I also think that you're going to see Tom start to lose again, right? And I think you're going to see him slip back to the middle ground and become the loser that we know he is. So with that said, let's get into some week four uh, recaps here. And I want to start off as, as, as rightfully, show we sh- rightfully so we should uh, with Tyler and butters game i had to get my notebook here i took i took notes i prepared for today's readings as you as one might say hold on i might have to make some microphone adjustments here i gotta get a little bit closer i can't quite read the font from back there you kids these days and your shenanigans in zone maniacs handles Freaks and Zeke, and moves up to third place. End Zone Maniacs put up the highest point total this week, leveling Freaks and Zeke's 157-81. End Zone Maniacs took a 34-point lead on Sunday afternoon and maintained that advantage for the rest of the matchup. It was a monumental route, with the 76-point margin being the second highest recorded in the league this season. To make matters worse... Freaks and Zeke's had a starter score zero fucking points. Brandon Cooks. End Zone Maniacs 3-1 climbs into third place and Freaks and Zeke's slips into fifth place. Devin Singletary had plenty of chances for End Zone Maniacs, but he logged just 76 total yards on 23 touches. End Zone Maniacs squares off against Hail Mary Jane the Chano Pot Smoking Hippie Freak next week while Freaks and Zeeks match up with Kyler Reeks at 3-1. This message was brought to you by Tom's Bush. Tom's Bush. Drink from it, you'll get drunk, and it will smell bad. Okay, uh, players of the game, let's, let's look at the box scores here, because there's, there's some things that I want to break down here. Tyler was helped by the Final Fantasy, or the the Final Fantasy. You're welcome, Brent. Uh, just got me thinking about old Final Fantasy 15. You know, 16 is getting ready to come out. They're getting ready to drop the announcement here soon. So I know you may only have about 27 to 40 hours left to play left, to play left in that game, but you need to hurry up and get that done before 16 comes out. 
Actually, if we're going to digress, uh, before that, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be November 19th, I believe, is what their current launch date is. That one is looking sick. Uh, I know we've, I maybe have talked to some of you about this Cyberpunk 2077 done by CD Red Project. These are the guys that created The Witcher 3. Uh, so, you know, most games when they... Uh, I did that old person whistle like Tom does. Most games when they launch, they will give you the main game but then you have to pay for all the downloadable content that goes with it well this is a company that says hey if we are going to charge you for downloadable content it's going to be basically a whole nother game but all of the other little nit noid shit fixes games content uh fun things new quests adventures lollipops and moves are all going to come to you for free. And so then they supported The Witcher 3, built a humongous community of that game. They are putting all of those efforts into this game, Cyberpunk 2077, that they have been building for the better part of seven years. I think it was about five years ago that they first announced it. And uh, you're going to see some familiar faces on TV and in spots here coming up over the next month uh, leading up to the elections. And that is going to be uh, Keanu Reeves, who has a part in the movie in that game so uh be on the lookout for cyberpunk 2077 also a cyberpunk would be back to this game tyler so check this out the 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 dyad here of jimmy kittle scoring 32 points and chris carson who we didn't even think was going to play in this game comes out and scores 23 and a half points this is great for tyler uh he was able to pull off this win against this just dirty shit stain uh, Butters. <clears throat> the reason I, I'm so bitter about Butters is because, as you know, he he managed to miraculously pull one off against me last week, very much like somebody did this week. So uh, Butters <sighs> sucks, and and really the the te- the takeaway here is he had Fitz and Zeke. He had Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ezekiel Elliott. He had no he had no options if you totaled his bench and his uh active roster he still could not beat uh what tyler did tyler had uh zeke i'm sorry had george kittle go off 32 points what 183 yards what great to see him again another person that we didn't think was going to be healthy might not have even played goes out there and puts up big numbers uh also with matt stafford but he's got some buys coming up. Matt Stafford's going to be on the bench this week, so he's going to have to figure out some things to do if he's going to keep this thing rolling as he gets rolling next week. Butters, uh, brighter days are ahead. Um, I think you should change your team name to Zeke Magic, right? Fitzpatrick, Shits Magic, Zeke Magic. Or Zeke, Zeke Patrick? Ooh, what about that? Because they're the only motherfuckers on your team scoring any points, and there ain't shit on your bench, dude. You ain't got shit on your bench. Tell you what, ship me over Zeke, and I will just send you back some nice things to compliment your team. You don't even have to ask. Just know that old Eddie Rock, Uncle Eddie, is going to take care of you. So just package him up over with a blank check. Just sign that shit, Zeke, to Eddie, and I will send you back two quality players that will make your team better today. All right, so as soon as you hear this, get that sent over, and we will take care of you. All right, uh, anything else about this game? No, we talked about who they play next week. Yeah, all right, let's move the fuck on. 40 points out of fucking two players and nothing out of anybody else. 
Good job, Butters. Why couldn't you do it last week, you sack of shit? All right, in this next game, I am going to take you into the dirty mind of the Pink Eye Slayers in old Fantasy John. Uh, where's their fucking game at? Right oh, Jakey Poo, 124 points. Johnny blows him out of the water with 147. Somebody else wrote a recap. Let me read theirs just so that I can say it is a f- official. Official. Powdered by his signature performance from Aaron Rodgers, Fantasy John wins against the Pink Eye Slayers. The production of Aaron Rodgers played a key factor as Fantasy John defeated the Pink Eye Slayers 147-124. to In the 22-point victory for Fantasy John, Rodgers headed up for th- heated up for 37 points. He passed for four touchdowns as part of a huge game. He had 327 passing yards and four touchdowns. Fantasy John, at 3-1, climbs into first fucking place. Who would have thought that? While the Pink Eyes Slayers drops to eighth place. With 29 touches this week for Dalvin Cook, it means his touches have now increased in three consecutive games. Fantasy John takes on Schottenheimer's kids at 2-2 next week, and the Pink Eyes Slayers face El Jefe. All right, this was brought to you by Cherie's Bush. Cherie's Bush, a place that many have drank from, and they have all (sighs) regretted it. All right, so talking about this game here, the the big thing that we had, Lamar Jackson, DJ Chark, of course, doing things for Big Jake. Like they're supposed to. Chark came out, he don't care, back injury, rib injury, rib injury, Pride injury, give me the ball, I'm going to make points. Lamar Jackson does what Lamar Jackson does. But who did not? Who? Who? Julio. Who? Who? Julio. Who? Who? Julio. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, But now Julio's hurt. Until when? This is a big, man. You're going to try to go back and you're going to get another ring. You got to have the ball bounce in your favor a few times. And the ball just right now, Jakey Poo, is not f- not bouncing in your favor. I think it's that radiation. You sitting over there at Hanford just sucking on them fucking radiation rocks, thinking it's a good time with your boys out there with your hard hats. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you should take a few more days off and focus on what's important, like fantasy football. We can't have you out there in Hanford running around getting all fucking hopped up on plutonium, uranium, ubidium, and Uzbekistanian. And, and, and slipping in this fantasy league. Especially to the likes of John. John doing the ultimate opposite of the Falcons. Moving into first fucking place. Dude, what universe do we live in that John. John, fantasy John. Is in first place in the FIB. Absolute insanity. This means that we have a shitty league. Because any asshole can win. <sighs> I do have to say, though, the Aaron Rodgers play that you have been getting here uh, is absolutely amazing. And and something, and by the way, John, I'm just going to say, you're welcome. So something you guys don't know, uh, about two, three weeks ago, I think it was, Johnny Boy, uh, Johnny calls me up on a Sunday, and uh, he didn't sound himself, but hey, dude, what's up? And uh, hey, I just wanted to work out a trade with you and okay and he was really down on on kareem hunt and he kept trying to trade me 
Uh, Kareem Hunt for AJ Green. Uh, Kareem Hunt for uh, I don't even remember who else it was. And I just I told him I said, look, John, John, I could take this from you. I I could I could do this. I I want to pull the trigger on this right now, but I don't think you're in your right mind. So I declined that trade. Um, and and I think that that goes to speak what what kind of character it takes to be a a co-commissioner of of the FIB is because that trade was going to 100 100% absolutely help and benefit my team knowing that I would throw John into to disarray like I understood what Kareem Hunt was going to do this season um and I didn't think it was a matter of when Nick Chubb got hurt I just thought it was a matter of Kareem Hunt was going to take over the job and score more points um but I also knew AJ Green wasn't going to blossom for at least another three or four weeks. So what I told him, I said, John, I can't let you throw your season down the toilet. So down the toilet. So just hold on to Kareem Hunt. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. People are going to think that I'm taking advantage of you. They're going to think I use my commissioner powers. Uh, they're they're going to accuse you of falling off the wagon, getting all hopped up on Funko Pop dolls. And uh, and I just I can't have that. I can't have that on my conscience. I mean, I record right here where I sleep, and just knowing that that. I would have taken advantage kind of of a simple mind. Uh, it just wouldn't have sat well with me. I mean, I, I want the money like anybody else does, but I just, I just want to make sure that I got it the right way. So, so John, uh, you're welcome again, uh, for that, allowing you to keep Kareem hunt. And, uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, John, uh, it's, it's now fair game. All right. You've had your, you had your dip. You've had your moment of weakness where you went out there and said things that you may or may not regret now. Um, but I was your friend then now, and the next time you call, I will be your competitor. So don't be bringing that weak ass shit at me, asking me for players. Okay. Uh, I'm going to direct you just like I would everybody else out to the waiver wire and then to my balls. So what, what, what were we talking about here, John? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. 147 points. That's a great job, man. You put together a team here. I want to go look at your box scores. Cause I had a couple notes here. Uh, about your bench um, you, you had quality players that's what it was but but not a whole lot of depth here right the only other person that scored any points was John Burrow um, I mean we can say Austin Hooper but what are you gonna do you gonna fucking bench uh, Travis Kelsey no so what I'm saying is you have no depth this is all you have the buys start next god I got the hiccups <sighs> Uh, I sound like Tom. I get bad. I got bad insides and it comes up on the microphone. <laughs> that was my Tom impression. Hold on, I'm taking another drink. Of coffee. Another drink of my coffee. All right. So, Johnny Boy, as I was saying, you have no depth. The buys start this week, even though uh, Tom has been uh, on a buy. For quite some, oh, that's a bender. Uh, so good luck to you going forward. I hope that your reign in first place could uh, could hold true. I think it would be awesome to see a ring on your chubby little fingers, man. Um, you don't get out in the sunlight very often, right? But when you go outside with that ring on, uh, people like stop you in the street and ask you questions. Like I've, I don't know how many autographs I've signed. I always have to keep a sharpie now in my car. Um, so just winning that ring changes your life. And I know right now, vampire, living in a closet, working at night, uh, we're going to try to 
change that. You know, the celebrity that comes with winning the FIB uh, could be coming your way, Johnny Boy. So play your cards right. Keep it going. And, uh, you know, Jake has been in a whirlwind, all-expenses-paid tour ever since uh, from the time he won that ring until this season started. So uh, that, that may be in your future. Keep it up. You're doing a great job, buddy. All right, let's talk about the nightmare shit stain wreck that everybody, nobody wanted a part of. And that is El Jefe up against Schottenheimer's kids. El Jefe, I just realized that your team's name is El Jefe. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I pay, I pay, pay attention a lot in this league to all the details. Nothing gets by me. <laughs> I just realized that your team name was El Jefe. How are you going to name your team after yourself? That's confidence, son. That's why. That's a fucking El Swaggery El Jefe. He just, you know what? I like it. When I play you, I got to remember to change my name to Eddie Rock. That's going to be my team name that week. If I don't forget it or come up with something else. Both of those. Which one's most likely going to happen? Wrong. The answer was, I will forget. Or, let's be honest, Heavy, it's just not really that fucking important for me to even remember about. Just wanted to leave that out there. So, anyways, you bitches played. Uh, no, this was a fun game because this one came down to the wire. This was one of those nail biters, uh, pillow biters that Tommy's always talking about. Um, the recap, there we go. El Jefe beat Schottenheimer's kids to grab 10th place. You had to punch up. Like, you you had to beat that hair-lip, mouth-breathing idiot in order to step up to 10th place. Congratulations, you sorry sack of shit. Hopefully, you're proud of that because it probably, as lowly as your life is, one of your largest accomplishments. El Jefe got the third highest score by a player this week from Joe Mixon with 39 points. He had 151 rushing yards, 30 receiving yards, and two rushing touchdowns on top of one receiving touchdown. And he got the win over Schottenheimer's kids with 118 points to 108 in this matchup. El Jefe scored 2.4% more points than their 116.16 projected, and they've now beaten expectations every goddamn week this season. This win was revenge for a loss to Schottenheimer's kids in their last meeting a season ago under the pillow. Schottenheimer's kids got zero points from Calvin Ridley, who has been the number one receiver in all of football. Literally like he was injured. Like somebody just highlighted his score and hit delete. That is what happened to you. Uh, da, 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 that might have made a difference in the outcome because El Jefe at 1-3 is a shit stain in a horrible, horrible team in this league. However, he climbs into 10th place and Schottenheimer steps into 7th place. Kenyon Drake had plenty of chances for El Jefe, but he logged just 35 total yards on 13 touches. In week 5, El Jefe will meet the Pink Eye Slayers' former champion El JK. And Schottenheimer's kids will take on Fantasy John, the first place, and in, I don't know, I was going to say something, in the, the first place dude, who is averaging a league-leading 143 gazibbles points. 
Good night. So Johnny Boy, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, El Jefe beats the shit out of Joey. And he does this in a great way, right? And I'm going to tell you something. I almost wanted to call bullshit because what kind of idiot, what kind of mouth-breathing idiot benches Patrick Mahomes? We all knew well in advance that Patrick Mahomes was going to play. This motherfucker benches him. Now, the only reason that I'm not going to go all in, file a formal complaint with the commissioners, and have this investigated is because you did not have the winning... Uh, if Patrick Mahomes was in there, you still wouldn't have won. Because I almost thought maybe you were tanking this because you and Hefe have a little bit of a bromance. So I thought maybe you were trying to tank this. And so I was going to call some shenanigans. Who the fuck... There's nobody in the entire fantasy football community bench Patrick Mahomes this week. And then you did. What, you so goddamn busy you can't check your fantasy? You have a fucking phone, right? It's with you. You act like you can't check this when you're taking a shit. You, you, you benched Patrick Mahomes. You're a moron. You deserve to lose. Everything bad that happens to you is all deserving. Probably blown into some stupid machine. That's why you weren't able to sense your lineup and get fucking Patrick Mahomes and then give yourself a chance to win. Joey, you got to be better, man. You just got to be better. Jeff, I, I want to congratulate you on this, but I can't. I can't because um, it's not a good team. It's not. Um, you have the worst fantasy luck, right, when it comes to this league. There's other places that you probably do good. You know, that you're probably successful in other areas of your life, but it's just not FIB fantasy football. Maybe other leagues that you play in, like, have different rules. Like, maybe everybody just at the beginning of the season gets one of those little players and they have one of those electric vibrating football games and they just line up all 12 players, little characters that represent each commissioner, and they turn it on for like two minutes each Sunday throughout the fantasy football season. And at the end of the season, whoever's made it the farthest wins. Maybe in a situation like that, Jeff, that would be a fantasy football uh, league that you could be successful in. You know, maybe if you were able to like put a little penny or something on the end of your player so he kind of leans forward so you could, because you, you'd need to cheat to get an advantage at that because you can't win at this, you can't win at that. I never really heard of you winning at anything other than fucking getting into young girls' pants. That's a game I'd like to play too, but I can't. Jeff does it. Anyways. The only thing that saved you was that Joey's a moron and Ben's Patrick Mahomes and that uh, Joe Mixon scored all the points that he scored last season and so far this season all in one night for you and gave you 39 and a half points. That's it. That's the only reason that you won this game. A fucking miracle happened. All of the planets aligned. In one singular line for one half a second, and you were able to pull it off. But I appreciate it. I'm glad you did because it just makes Joey look dumber. Remember that picture he sent uh, this weekend of him standing with his dick in his hand and his Schottenheimer shirt on? So dumb. I love you, Joey. Um, so who you guys play next week? Oh, you got to play John. Man, that's going to be a tough one. Fantasy John is crushing people, so... 
good luck. Good luck, Hoey. I hope you do well. And El Jefe, you won't. And um, you will punch right back down into 11th place. You're not going to be below Chano. It's not going to happen. It's impossible to be lower than Chano. He's actually in 13th place in the league. All right. The next matchup. Let me go down my list here. Dale and Tom. Dale and Tom. Tom. Did I already talk about this one? Untouchables beat Hawkamaniacs for the third straight win. So now this is like, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is like stumbling across the Black Knight from Monty Python after after the scene had already been shot, right? Like the main scene that we all know him from had already been shot. And then you come walking up and start kicking the guy. That's what you've done. I mean, the guy has, has lost CMC. He had Michael Thomas out. Oh, shit. Maybe he wasn't out. Maybe he was in. I think he was in. <sighs> Got blanked. Everybody else did their job, did what they were supposed to do. Um, but just your homeboys went to sleep on you, man. Michael Thomas, uh, what a disappointing goddamn day. You would think he was out against Detroit. No backfield having asked Detroit. Hopefully he's better, man. I, I, I do. I hope I hope he's better. And because uh, he's a great player, and you just don't want to see somebody with that kind of talent at this point in their career not be able to be on the field. Uh, he's special. He's he's very special, and I, I hate to see that. Even even if uh, that does mean him being on the field is good for Dale. Hodo. Uh, I would just, I would rather see him out there. All right. So let's talk about Tom's shitty <laughs> luck and how it helped him out this week. The Untouchable beats Hawkamaniacs for a third straight win. Odell Beckham Jr. scored three touchdowns and Josh Allen added another 29 points as the Untouchables defeated Hawkamaniacs 123 to 110. This win was revenge for a loss to Hawkamaniacs in their last meeting a season ago. Russell Wilson led Hawkamaniacs with 25.9 points, while Latavius Murray brought in 20. Adding insult to injury, Hawkamaniacs received no points from Michael Thomas. Ooh. The Untouchables, 3-1, fall the fourth place as Hawkamaniacs dropped to 11th place. Nick Chubb probably deserved more touches for the Untouchables as he put up a whopping 43 points on just six touches. However, he was injured and is now going to miss four to six weeks with an MCL issue. Next week, Tom plays Powder while Holdo plays against my nuts. All right, so let's talk about this game. Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. Latavius Murray out there scoring all of his points. And just kind of the people that were supposed to come through came through for you. Like Frank Gore was a, was a, oh, well, I mean, I got to play a fucking jet. Hmm. I got injury problems. There's problems out there, right? So he doesn't come through for you. Greg the Leg, who's normally automatic, in a game where they score a billion fucking points, doesn't come through for you. And, uh, and then, but what do you do? What do you do with the, the injuries that you've had, losing a number one and number two, for you to even be in the conversation above Chano is incredible. It just talks to the, the, the fantasy prowess, the way that you're resilient when it comes to roster construction, league construction, uh, manipulation. You are 
a great player, Dale. My hat is off to you. Great work, even in this loss. Tom, you are the exact opposite. You are an opportunistic whore who gets lucky once in a while and acts like you had some kind of knowledge and foresight and and made it happen. Like you had some kind of tangible effect on the results of the universe and had a hand in how they played out. When actually you just luck your way into some shit and it occasionally works out. But this is why you have generally bad luck. It's you and it will always backfire. Um, you did manage to win this because you got Josh Allen and you got Odell Beckham Jr. putting up a fucking ridiculous amount of help or points. You get a little help uh, sprinkle in there with your fucking 13 points from your kicker uh, and Stephon Diggs with 15. And then you're able to coast your way into this victory. But let's talk about this. Jeff Wilson, two points. Nick Chubb, four points. Robert Woods, six points. Hayden Hurst, seven points. Your defense, nine points. All of those sub-20 or sub-10 point players, yet you were still able to manage and pull this one off. So great job uh, lucking into that and starting the random players that you did. Um, It is great to know that you uh, hit the optimize button in the middle of your screen each week. And again, this week it paid off for you. Um, But you haven't, just being honest, you haven't met a competitor since week one. So when uh, this starts uh, ramping up again and you get back around in the divisional rounds and actually have to play a competitor, uh, we'll see at that point. So, Tom, uh, congratulations on your victory win. And Dale, uh, sorry to hear about your loss uh, to this mouth breather. Uh, One of the three people in this league I actually hate worse than you. All right. Moving along. Oh, wait. Did I have notes? I did. Greg the leg, disappointing. Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen. This poor guy is destined for the NFL Madden cover or for injury. The only way things go well for this car- this player, he has Tom rooting for him. He's he's going to be injured, and and I feel bad for the young man because he is fucking so fun to watch play, so fun to watch play. All right, let's take us down to the most exciting game of the week: end zone maniacs. No, I've already done that one. Kyler reeks and hail Mary Jane. Now, when you want to talk about resiliency and, and roster construction, you cannot talk about Chano. Uh, he has the, the opposite. He, he'll dump the shit out of you in a heartbeat and he will rebuild from scratch. He is the nuclear meltdown. He is what happens when Jake goes to work. Manages to put together some points this week and does not scrape the bottom of the barrel of the league, right? He manages to put up enough points that he is not the worst scoring dude in the league. So congratulations to you, Chano. That just tells that you you lucked your way into something. You probably listened to this podcast and uh, helped you to make some, some smart decisions. So let me read this for you here. Kyler Reek smashes Hail Mary Jane and notches third in a row. What is happening when Tom and Brent have both won Three matches in a row. <laughs> Folks, if you have money in the stock market, you need to get it out. Shit's going down. 
Uh, get it out now because you're going to be able to buy everything belt because it's going, everything's getting ready to tank. If shit is going right for Tom and Brent, two negatives, that is going to make a super negative for the rest of the world. A rally in prime time on Monday Night Football wasn't nearly enough for Hail Mary Jane as B. Lover easily earned the 129-90 to 90 point victory. Old B. Lover was led by Kyler Murray, the little tiny man that has teeny tiny legs that move really, really fast against everybody else. Murray passed for three touchdowns and provided 30 points in a blowout. Ty, uh, baby, <laughs> baby Tyler... Kyler Reeks climbs into second place while Hair Mary Jane stays in dead ass last. Kyler Reeks takes on Freaks and Zeeks while Hail Mary Jane faces end zone maniacs 3 and 1 next week. Uh look, Jono is doing what he can to, to patch this thing together, right? Todd Gurley got in the end zone, scored a little uh twice for him this weekend so you know big things happening there sammy Watkins uh should have had a little bit more in that game uh i think he had one called back maybe pass interference or he cheated or something i don't remember uh but it should have been better there um so but the the, the matt ryan you would not have expected matt ryan to go into green bay and only put up 12 points you thought this was going to be another one of these big shootouts uh you throw another 20 points on top of matty ice and uh, on Johnson gets a little bit better for you. And guess what? You got yourself a winner, buddy. So you're right there. You're just knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hi, 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 hi. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hi, 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 hi. You're right there. So if you could just, you know, maybe get a little, the ball balances a little better one week. Uh, you could be better. Let's look at these box scores here. Did you have the winning combination? Nope. You had absolutely everything you could have brought. And ben, uh, B-Lover's bench blew you out of the water. So his active roster, his bench, everything that he did is better than what you did. Just like life, he is successful and you live on a farm with many cows. You can't. You don't even have fucking full-size cows. What kind of shit show farm are you running, Chano? That you don't even have fucking full-size cows. Let me let me explain to you how a farm works, Chano. See, when you have a farm, you raise things that you eat, right? So you you have chickens, so that you can eat chicken and eggs, and you have cows, right? So you can eat cows. You don't get miniature cows. You don't get little tiny baby fucking teapot pigs. Those make for small pork chops, channel. You got to get the full-size monsters, right? So get yourself some full-size cows, eat some fucking protein, and start putting together a better team than you got right here. Because I'm going to tell you, these 90 points, Tom said it time and time again, if you ain't scoring 100, you ain't scoring points. So get your shit together and start winning some games. Am I clear? All right. But let me let me digress for a second. Channel, I've been playing that Call of Duty Mobile, and uh, for those of you that don't give a shit, Chano and I have been playing Call of Duty Mobile uh, because that's the only internet he has. And uh, Chano, I've I've maxed out. I'm at the highest level I can be. Uh, they go through, you know, there's like rookie, and then like advanced, and there's like four. 
pro levels and then there's like super pro and then there's like expert pro and then there's like super master expert pro and then i'm beyond that matter of fact my phone rang today and it was activision asking me if i was willing to be a call of duty mobile professional player uh because they have just been looking at my numbers from their end and uh they're the best they've ever seen and <laughs> again this seems like a repeating uh pattern here on the, the podcast today but ed Gano, best best somebody's ever seen eddie rock right live and in person so uh i'm thinking about going pro call of duty mobile but uh if you haven't checked it out super fun yeah yeah sync a xbox or playstation 4 controller up to your ios device there or or android device uh, ipad whatever and uh, you play there. And, and, and what you're thinking right now is why don't I just fucking crank on my Xbox One X and play some, some Warzone, right? Season 7 or Season 6 that just kicked off getting ready for uh, Cold War to drop. And I, I get it. I get it. It's a valid point, right? The, the graphics are better. Um, but the mobile version is a faster, like it gets you into the game faster. And, uh, and, it's easier. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's easier. You can f- fuck these people up. There's so many people that cheat when it comes to the, the, the high-end stuff. And there's so many really good players that if you're good, you play on an Xbox, a PlayStation, or a computer. If you're shitty and you want to school little kids or idiots like Chano, uh, you jump on that Call of Duty mobile with a controller and you fuck them up like a G. Next thing you know, you got Activision. You blowing up. Call of Duty League Championships World what, huh, son? That's right, Eddie Rock. That's right, number one. All right. Now, the game you have... Uh, have I said everything I was supposed to, Chano? Uh, brighter days ahead, maybe, I guess. I don't know. You're still a good person, so uh, you have that going for you. Better than I can say for multiple people, right, in this league. Like, you're a good person. We are sandwiched by good people and a bunch of shit stains in between. And that meaning that we have John in first and Chano in 12th. The only thing that uh, keeps this league tolerable is a little Jakey Poo sprinkled in the middle. All right. Anything else to talk about? Uh, That's not a rhetorical question. I'm speaking to the other voices in my head, as you know. All right. So the game that you were all asking about, there's twitter thread and people have been all over is the one that happened between me and powder now i'll read this recap again because i'm contractually obligated to but i think that you could just sit back close your eyes and let the visions uh just dance across your your mind as i as i read these words and you will know what truly happened in this matchup behind a sizzling showing from dak prescott silent killers beats his powdered nuts with the contribution from dak prescott playing a key factor brett defeated powdered nuts 127 to 102 prescott heated up for 47 points in a 25 point win for silent killers he passed for 502 goddamn yards as part of his big outing he also Recorded a second highest point total in the league this season. Silent Killers climbs into sixth place while Powdered Nuts drops into ninth place. See that? 69. Tony Pollard ultimately deserved more touches for Silent Killers as he put up a whopping 32 total yards on just four touches. Silent Killers gets a chance next week when they go up against the Untouchables, 
who averages a solid 140 points per game. Powdered Nuts takes on Hawkamaniacs at 1-3 and three and will not. Uh, but I won't give that away yet. That's for the game precap uh, that will be coming up later on this week uh, here on the Ed and Tom Show. Okay, so what happened here? Everything's going along, trucking along. Things are good, right? Deshaun Watson, okay, things are going to okay, things are going to be okay. Dak Prescott goes off for 47 fucking points. Come on, dog. Brett's team's been over here sleep all fucking day, and this dude's going to go off for 47 points. Why can't you have benched his ass? Come on, man. And then stealing Thielen over there with his points. Great job. Uh, I think it's it's so fun, and I, I wish it would have been me. I'm not going to lie. But, Brett, I know when you when you were watching that Cowboys game and you just started seeing that fourth quarter and all of a sudden Dak's points went to that astronomical phase when they were just every time he turned around, it's like points, points, points. Those two touchdowns uh, in the fourth quarter there. I know you was a happy dude. Uh, and I hope that maybe, you know, you fucking – I was just kind of hoping he'd throw a pick, pick six. The game would end. They would lose less points. I would come out victorious. I was planning on moving to three and two after this week. Like things were going to be better, but no, no. Now I'm down here. What am I? Am I one and three? Is that no? Am I one and three? No, I beat Chano last week, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm two and two. Two and two. God damn it! Going up against the fucking ultimate loser and Hodo next week. Hodo. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see how this all turns out, but great job, uh, powder, uh, put Dak up there. He beat my ass. You fucking, you won one against me. You cocksucker. I hope God, I just want to say so many things, but I'm, I'm running out of insults because it's been a long podcast. I'm sitting here. What have I said anything positive about people? I did. I guess I said positive thing about Chano and them. Okay, so that's kind of what happened in the world of fantasy football this week. Just recapping these games. Uh, we got waiver uh, waivers coming up this week. Um, look, the, there's been a lot of talk, and I want to address this real quick, on uh, what do we do with COVID, right? And uh, I think this, this last week kind of gave us a, uh, a picture of what to expect maybe going forward. And, and if you can just imagine if there would have been a – positive case on Minnesota's team or on Houston's team uh you know what that's going to look like you know if that game would have been postponed and then what if a game gets pushed outside of it uh I saw one thing where there was several coaches that were saying hey why don't we just put the whole football season on pause for four weeks quarantine everybody in hotels outside their stadiums uh, basically isolate this entire thing. They travel only to and from. I mean, it was just crazy measures that people are out there trying to take. And and rightfully so, you know, B Lover this weekend tried to get out ahead of it and wanted to have get the, you know, not, not necessarily trying to drive a point one way or the other, but just trying to start the dialogue. And, uh, you know, I know that I, I may say things a bit, I have been known at times to be a bit facetious uh, in some of my responses. Uh, but just know that Tom and I had talked about it. And, and really, um, I don't want you to think that our, our inaction was any form of, of that at all. Um, basically, you know, we're dealing with the NFL. 
Uh, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with things that are, are outside of all of our control. And uh, before we make any knee-jerk reactions to do anything uh, off of the system, and, and, and what I mean is, you know, Tom and I are big believers of, of let the system work. Let the website do the work. You know, little things that we change outside of it are tough for it to track because, one, we can't get 12 people to all listen to, agree to, or think the same thing at all in any way, shape, or form. So anything that, you know, this past weekend, prime example, right? I have a player, Kareem Hunt, that if that game would have, or not, I said Kareem Hunt, there I am. Look at John, you're in my brain trying to trade your shitty players off to me again. Uh, so here I am with uh, uh, the fucking uh, Clyde Ed Allaire. And, uh, you know, imagine, imagine if we would have uh, bumped that game or said, hey, just email me uh, or, you know what, we're just going to go best ball this week for our, our tournament scores or, or whatever the case may be. And let that fucking little thing that we did help me win. Jesus Christ. The shit storm or let it help Tom win or even worse let it help tom lose jesus christ we would hear about this at nauseum so the conservative course of action here is to put our faith in the nfl and in nfl.com slash fantasy that they are going to be tracking this i mean it's a billion dollar industry a billion dollar industry uh on the books and off the books there's marketing that that people far smarter than all of us sit down and and do every day to make sure that they get this as as close to right as possible and um yes could we go and put some things in place that say if this happens then this by the way that would be transistor transistor logic ttl uh ifs ors nors ands ors gates right right like so if this happens and this happens then this will happen if this happens, but this doesn't happen, then this happens. We're not going to play all that shit because I'm not smart. Neither's Tom. Trust me, that bitch ain't smart. He acts like it. He tries to smell like it, but he ain't, he ain't smart. So uh, we're just going to let the system do what it does. And um, here's the rub. There's going to be shitty weeks where you have a Cam Newton that can't start. There's going to be a shitty week where... You're going to have to bench Patrick Mahomes hoping that he's able to go on a Tuesday night or what happens when that Tuesday night game gets pushed to a Wednesday or gets canceled altogether and now your players had two buys. It fucking blows. That's why this season is a survivor season. It is a fucking get resilient, bitch. Buckle up. And I think Joey said it the best way. We're going to take a real conservative approach and just fucking buckle up, make some trades, bite the leather and do what you got to do. But if you think that Tom or I are going to do anything to give ourselves, you, anybody, any type of advantage, you can eat our balls because we ain't going to do it. Um, and it's just a, a nice, safe way for us all to eat shit sandwiches together all at the same time with the same sprinklings on it. Because trust me, we could make a decision with the best of intentions but all it has to do is be looked at in a different light with a different set of perspectives and circumstances and somebody else is going to feel like they were cheated. And, uh, and that's just not what we're here for. We're here to be friends. We're here to talk shit. We're here to win your money. 
but we're here to do it without manipulating any anything behind the scenes. We want everything to be as fair and as above board and as transparent as possible. And for us to do that, we think we just let it all be on the website where even Joey, as illiterate as he is, could go and read all the rules and all the changes. And and I yeah, just let me just address that real quick. Joey. So there's gonna be people vacuuming. Um tell you know it's late here at the shop. But Joey, there's a, a f- this flat rectangular cellular telephonic computer electronic sending device that many of us carry around in our wallets. And I think that you have one or some sort of one because because I have seen you text, respond to text, right? I know that you still prefer to do things like you sent me a letter in the mail and you've sent me emails um, and you had a telegram. I didn't even know that they did telegrams anymore. You had one sent to my house to communicate with me. But for the rest of us, we, we use this device called a phone and, um, and, and we can text on it. And on there, and I, and I know this is challenging for you, but there's a, there's a button and it's, sometimes it's called internet. Sometimes it's called Safari. Sometimes it's called browser or, man, I mean, there's just lots of different ones. It could be Edge. It could be Internet Explorer. Um, it could be Firefox, right? I mean, there's just there's, there's a lot of options out there. But you, you just click on that, and then this little box comes up. And if it doesn't come up by default, <clears throat> look at G O O G l e.com that's google.com if you just type that in the little white box up there and, and by typing i mean you take your fingers and you put them on the keys on the keyboard and it goes click 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 again that's google.com all of the stupid fucking questions that you ask us like hey does anybody have a picture of mount rainier hey um does anybody know my social security number hey can anybody tell me how to hi- call an uber Hey, should I really buckle my baby in on top of my car instead of behind the fucking Joey? All that shit can be answered by Google. I don't know why you dumbass don't just fucking ask Google. You got to ask us. Quit asking us your stupid fucking questions. Now, once you look on Google and you can't find the shit, then you can ask us. But if you haven't checked Google, if you haven't checked YouTube and you ask us another bullshit ass question, I'm going to lose my shit. Joey, get some resources, you fuck. This is why you're garbage. G-A-R-B-A-G-E. I do want to say, Dale thanks you. I used to hate Dale the most, but I don't have to anymore because now I have you. Like, it's it's evolved, and I hope you guys notice that. Like, there was a time, Powder used to be my punching bag. Tom's always the punching bag. But, like, Powder is a better person because of it. Look at Dale. Dale is a fucking good-looking dude. He makes sense. He sounds good. He's reasonable. When I kick the shit out of somebody, they become better. Joey, this is all we want for you. We just want you to be a better person. That's why you are the target of all of my angst this year. So uh, here's to you, the rest of your season. Hopefully you have a great week. And uh, if you have any questions about anything that was said here on the FIB podcast, please send all questions, comments, inquiries, complaints to Tom at the Ed and Tom Show. Again, that is Tom at the Ed and Tom Show.com. I have been, this has been the week four review brought to you by the Ed and Tom Show on behalf of your Lord and Commissioner, Tommy T, and his squire, 
Eddie Rock. Hopefully you have enjoyed this broadcast. <laughs>